Hello and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, as I record this, it is April Fool's Day and the weather has done its part in keeping up that grand tradition of making me scrape frost from the windows first thing in the morning. And here at the end of the day, my car is hot and ridiculous. Um, and my flannel is moderately uncomfortable. So we've got that going for us. Um, but uh, it's been a little while since I've recorded a thing, so I figured I might as well make that happen. Uh, I got some time, and uh, I've got a drive ahead of me, so why the hell not? Um, first item of note, uh, I have been called upon to make something of a correction. Um, I recently recorded a, uh, a podcast wherein I outlined, you know, a wide variety of things amongst them, uh, you know, TV and movies that I watch when I'm left to my own devices, you know, when the, uh, the, uh, the wife and children are not around and I'm left with, you know, unstructured playtime and choose to, you know, watch the television machine. Um, and I don't think I said this. And she didn't say that I said this, but apparently it was somewhat heavily implied. Um, I said something to the effect of, you know, hey, yeah, when I'm left to my own, uh, I tend to, you know, surf about and look at, uh, you know, the various sci-fi offerings uh, because that's not a thing that, that Abby is generally into. Um, and in saying that, I must have said something, you know, to the effect of, you know, in the same way that she doesn't, you know, sit me down and force me to watch, you know, rom-coms. I'm not going to, you know, force her to watch, uh, you know, science fiction that she's not into. Which apparently implied that uh, when she's left to her devices, all that she watches are rom-coms. And she wanted me to, uh, you know, point out to you, the fair listeners... That thus is not the case. Um, she's not really a rom-com kind of gal, per se. Um, in fact, the two of us then had a conversation around when was the last time we actually watched something that uh, would be considered a rom-com, and it really had a hard time coming up with anything. Um, so just want to issue that correction. Um, you know, when, when Todd is out and about and, and Abby wants to watch television, you know, she's not sitting around watching the rom-coms, uh, you know, doing a thing. Really, uh, what more often than not will happen is she will be watching some sort of, you know, true crime documentary, uh, or, or, you know, something like that, uh, is way more her speed, way more what she's into. Um, and that's fine because, uh, while I, I'm all down for a certain level of, you know, police procedural or, uh, you know, true crime documentary or what have you. I do not indulge in that nearly as much as Abby does, um, and good for her. Um, and yeah, there's just a, a, a certain level of that that, you know, that she enjoys and that I enjoy and her level is way higher than mine. And so that all works out fine and all is well and all is good. Um, but she did ask me to issue that correction. So I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and do um, I'm not sure how obvious it is, uh, to those listening, uh, how torn up and horrible my voice is at present. 
Uh, I hope it is not too displeasing to you as the listeners. Um, but I am, you know, coming off the tail end of a head cold. Um, you know, of course, it's, you know, the end of March, beginning of April. Uh, you know, tis the season for the weather to do stupid things and, and various people, myself included, to not, you know, dress appropriately and or be exposed to a bunch of other humans, all of whom are carriers for some sort of disgusting funk or not. Um, and so things get passed around germ-wise and, you know, invariably, you know, going to come down with something and, and sure enough, I got hit, um, with some stiff, snuffly, steezy, congestion, coughing, whatnots that, uh, you know, I'm not going to get into a whole lot of details with y'all on because that just seems gross and unnecessary. Um, but if my, my voice sounds a little rough, it's because it is a little rough. Um, due to aforementioned, you know, sneezing and snuffling and coughing and whatnot. Um, you know, um, I have been working, you know, my typical routine whenever such maladies fall upon me. Um, start drinking a bunch of orange juice, which, you know, maybe the vitamin C thing is real. Maybe it's an old wives tale. I like orange juice, uh, and this is a good enough excuse to, to drink it. Uh, so I tend to do that. Um, I'll also take this opportunity to point out that, uh, my, my favorite beverage of choice, uh, AKA Mountain Dew. Uh, if you look on the list of ingredients, uh, one of its prime components is in fact orange juice. Um, I like to kid around and pretend that, you know, it's a health drink, uh, for that. Um, and it should be made very clear that I am in fact kidding when I say that. Um, but no, I start, start drinking orange juice. Um, I, every night, uh, before I go to bed, I, I quill up and by that, I mean, I take two shots of NyQuil. Um, I know that's more than you're supposed to. Um, and I'm sorry if that bothers some of you, but I'm, I'm kind of a big fella. Um, and it gets the job done. Um, puts me right out, helps, helps clear things up. Uh, and during the day, uh, you know, a cup of Sudafed every four to six hours, keeps things going. Uh, tends to accelerate the uh, the recovery process, uh, or at least seems to for me. So that's what I've been doing. Um, it doesn't, you know, magically wave the wand and everything goes away, but it, it seems to help. So that that's what I've been up to. Uh, what else is news? Oh yes, uh, two days ago I turned 44. Noteworthy, uh, I suppose. Um, I don't know how to what degree I've discussed my age on the podcast, uh, previously. Um, you know, I'm, I'm fairly certain that there are some listeners that are going to hear that and go, wow, he's a lot younger than I'd thought. And I'm sure there are others that are like, wow, he's really old. Um, but really when I consider that, you know, as I record this, I believe that my estimated audience is about 12 people. Um, many of which know me personally. Some of you aren't going to be surprised at all. Um, so, but whatever. Um, it's been a good 44 years, all told, I think. So, it's alright. I, I feel older than I think 44, uh, allows for. <laughs> um, but it's all good. Um, I'm not going to belabor the point because Abby will give me a ration. Uh, anytime I mention that I'm old or creaky, uh, she gets very upset about that. So, uh, I'm just going to leave that alone. Um, 
I will point out that uh, Abby and the girls got me a, a fantastic uh, birthday surprise this uh, this year round. Um, they're they're very good gift givers uh, at, always. Um, way better than I am. I suck at uh, I suck at holidays, um, gift giving occasions in particular. I'm just not not good at figuring out what people want and executing on that or you know I try to be thoughtful I'm just not good at it um whereas once again um Abby is the, my perfect compliment in that she is fantastic at it um but yeah I got a a wooden uh birthday card from the the Offerman woodshop um and nestled in there was a diagram um of I believe it's the Taft Theater in Cincinnati uh where I will be in the second row uh, center uh, to see Mr. Nick Offerman um, in, is it a concert, in show, in, in displaying his talents, um, speaking to us? I, 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 concert seems weird, I'm used to that being music. Um, and he's, he's going to be, you know, what, what do you call it when it's comedy? It's a show, right? That, that's, what we're gonna, that's what we're gonna call it. Uh, but anyway, I'm gonna be at, right there at Ground Zero, which is fan-freaking-tastic, um, and I'm, I'm really, really pumped about that, um, big fan of, uh, of Mr. Offerman, um, obviously, you know, from his, his, his role in Parks and Recreation, um, really enjoy his character, Ron Swanson there, um, but also have, uh, you know, taken in several other, uh, forms of his craft, uh, if you will. Uh, he's, he's written a couple of books that I found very, very good, uh, very entertaining. Um, and dare I say inspiring, I suppose, uh, would probably be a, a good, a good thing there. Um, the books were good. Uh, I of course listened to the audiobook versions as well that he narrates, uh, which was also fantastic. Um, it's one of those things that I don't think I've seen him or, or heard of him or, or haven't in anything that I haven't enjoyed, um, which is, which is pretty, pretty solid. Um, and I guess that's going to kind of segue into, um, sort of me, I, I don't, I don't know if, if, you know, what you call it, but sort of, sort of gushing about various folk, um, that I find, um, interesting, um, and, and dare I say inspirational, uh, sort of recommendations of other humans, um, and various levels of popularity that if you haven't checked out their work, um, you should do so. Um, and so, you know, not in any particular order, um, but just one, you know, folks that have, have come to mind, um, that have, that have had an impact sort of on me, um, and that I would highly recommend to others, um, you know, and we'll start with Mr. Offerman, uh, like I said, uh, you know, enjoy his, his various, you know, television and film works, um, uh, but I, I also highly recommend, uh, that you check out, uh, his books, um, and if you're not a person with a abundant time for reading, like I said, they're available as audiobooks, which are equally fantastic, um, Paddle Your Own Canoe, in particular, um, is, is very good. Um, I, I, I appreciate his, his sort of take on life and his approach towards, uh, 
know, what, what people can do to be happy and, and to be cool to each other. Um, high, highly recommended. Um, I guess on a similar note, in a similar vein, um, <clears throat> another person that I don't know that you would necessarily sort of logically group in with Nick Offerman, unless you're me, um, but another person that's a performer that also has written and performed um, live that, that I would recommend to anybody and everybody, really, um, would be Mr. Henry Rollins. Um, former frontman of the punk group uh, Black Flag, um, and then, you know, formed his own group, uh, the Rollins Band, uh, in a couple of iterations. Um, I enjoy the music, um, absolutely. Um, but really what, what, uh, what old Henry brings to the table for me, um, is, is more than the music. Um, he's, uh, he has a publishing company. He's written books. Um, I will say I've not actually read a whole lot of his books. Um, but what I have seen has been, has been good. Um, mainly what, uh, what turns me on for, for Henry is his, uh, his sort of spoken word. Um his readings of his stuff, um, you know, his ability to, to tell an interesting story. Um, he, he's had, uh, an interesting life on the road, you know, as a, as a performer, he's, he's been all over, uh, all over the world and he, you know, kind of tells stories, uh, from, from when he's, he's been out and about, um, and sure shares his perspective on some things. Um, I don't know that he's necessarily trying to give advice in most cases, um, but there's sort of there's there's a little bit of a parable uh, element. There, there's a little bit of a, you know things you can learn from there, whether he's intending it or not. Um, you know, particularly in terms of you know how to be cool to each other. You know, um, you know how to stand up against racism, sexism. Um, homophobia, etc. Um, that's good stuff. Um, I've, I've only ever seen him live, uh, performing, uh, his, his spoken stuff once. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, once again, I can thank Abby for that. Uh, I believe it was for a birthday, uh, several years back. Um, but I've got all sorts of, you know, CDs of his spoken word stuff that he's been doing, you know, since, since like the 80s, I think, uh, he's been, been putting this stuff out. Uh, if you ever get a chance, uh, to, to look into that, uh, get your hands on some of that, listen, listen to, to what he's saying. Um, fantastic stuff. Uh, very, very highly recommended by me. Uh, just a, just a cool guy with a, a good point of view, telling, telling some good stories. Um, what else? Um, I guess this is probably like the third time I've tried to record a, hey, here are some people I recommend and that I think are cool. Um, and invariably, uh, as I've done it, I, I rattle off a couple of folks and say some high points and then start to just go all over the board um, in terms of different people and what I like about it. And it just kind of goes all over the place and eventually peters out. It, it, it's not it's not great, I guess. Um and knowing that this might be a thing I was going to talk about today, um, I actually did hold on to your, your hats, kids, um, a little bit of research 
prior to today. Um, as opposed to just going completely off the cuff so that I, you know, so I have a post-it note with a bunch of names on it, uh, for whatever that's worth to you. And we'll, we'll, we'll kind of rattle through some of these. Um, and I, I, I will say the, whereas before I kind of said, Oh, here's some people that have inspired me or people that I recommend. And like I said, it kind of went all over the place. Uh, you know, authors, TV people, m you know, musicians, um, miscellaneous whatnot um today's specific uh inspiration and, and sort of topic um are largely folks that are, are authors um who have all in, in a lot of these cases are also performers and other rights um but basically i went to goodreads um and sorted the list of books that i've read by their rate by their ratings uh, and kind of scrolled through all the five star ones uh, to see what sort of trends there were, and uh, not surprisingly, uh, Mr. Rollins and Mr. Offerman are, are both on that list, um, and pretty pretty high up, um, and prolific uh, in terms of number. Um, and so I figured, you know what? That's that's a that's a good that's a good metric to go off of for a podcast. I can talk about you know other media, other genres, other in other podcasts. We'll, we'll stick with with authors. Um, And so, again, these aren't necessarily in any particular order. Um, this next one kind of chimes, chimes in well with, with, with the other two in that they often uh, not only write, uh, but also perform in the sense that they will you know, have readings or, or have spoken word sort of uh, concert situations. Uh, and the next person I'm going to talk about here is David Sedaris, um, who is primarily an author, uh, a humorist. Um, who again tells fantastic stories? Um, it's it's oftentimes not clear to me to what degree his stories are autobiographical or not. Um, I suspect a fair bit of them are, um, but the ones that aren't, he tells so well. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to tell the difference, which to me is you know marks in his favor. Um, Again, uh, the books are awesome to sit down and read. Um, listening to him read them on audiobook uh, form is in itself, to me, a special treat. Um, you know, sometimes there there are books that you just as soon read than listen to. Um, by that same token, there are books that I'd rather listen to than read. Um, his stuff falls in, in into the the category of either way you take it, it's good stuff. Um, but there's something about, he's got a very specific voice, um, that listening to him tell his own stories, uh, is, is fantastic. Um, it's definitely a, you know, a different, uh, perspective and path through life than what, what I've led. Uh, but to me that makes it, you know, all the more rich and interesting. Um, so again, if you've got a chance to, uh, check out some David Sedaris, uh, you should, you should absolutely do so. Um, the next two on my list, uh, I'm going to kind of cover together, um, which may upset some folks. Um, but frankly, if I haven't upset you at this point in the podcast, I'm, I'm not sure, uh, you know, what I've been doing right or wrong. Um, but I'm putting them together cause they, to me, mentally, they kind of fall into the same category. And that would be uh, Douglas Adams 
and Terry Pratchett, um, who, to the best of my knowledge, have never actually collaborated or worked together. But um, they both primarily wrote genre fiction uh, with a comedy twist. Uh, Douglas Adams, uh, famous for The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, uh, was one of the first people that I ever encountered to inject uh, comedy into the science fiction genre. Um, and uh, in my opinion, get, get your hands on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, no matter what iteration you, you can find. Uh, it started off as a radio um, drama comedy situation. Uh, he then novelized it. Uh, there was a video game. Um, there was a BBC television series. There eventually was a movie. Um, all of them tell a very similar story um, in different ways. All of them are, in my opinion, high quality. Um, my first exposure was through the actual book, uh, but I've since gone back and seen slash listened to all the rest, and it's all fantastic. Um, in addition, uh, you know, he was also a very interesting uh, and somewhat inspirational person um, outside of the Hitchhikers uh, series. Um, Specifically, he, he also, you know, would write articles uh, for various media, um, all of which was sort of aggregated um, in a, a book that was sadly published posthumously, as uh, he's no longer uh, with us, in uh, a collection called The Salmon of Doubt uh, that collects a lot of his other stuff, uh, like I said, articles uh, and, and such. Um, to where you get a little better view of him uh, beyond just his 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 fiction, um, he has he has a lot of uh, solid ideas, a lot of a lot of inspirational sort of thoughts for me um, as regards to uh, science, um, atheism, biology, um, conservation. Um, Technology, just just a lot of a lot of good stuff there, um, and so like I said, sort of in my brain, sort of hand in hand go uh, Terry Pratchett, who injected uh, a, a hilarious sort of British comedy to the fantasy genre. Um, if you've ever heard of the Discworld novels. Um, those are, those are his, um, and again, are, are fantastic. Um, my exposure to Discworld has been almost solely through, um, through books. Um, it's my understanding that they've done some, some adaptations to plays in, you know, theater. There have been some television, uh, adaptations that I just sadly have not ever had a chance to, or taken the time to, to see. Um, but the books are fantastic, um, and plentiful, um, very funny, uh, but not just funny for the sake of being funny, they're, they're good stories with interesting characters, um, that are also funny, um, it's, it's good stuff, um, he also has a couple of books, uh, out that are sort of collected writings, uh, miscellaneous, you know, articles and essays, 
um, of a non-fictional nature um, that are also very, very interesting, very intriguing um, that I would again uh, encourage folks to, uh, to check out uh, in addition to the main, main body of his work um, being Discworld. Um, he's also done some other, uh, some other books uh, that were good that were not necessarily, uh, you know, comedic. Um, the Long Earth series uh, was very good. Uh, a new sort of science fiction twist and, and premise that not seen previously, uh, but enjoyed quite thoroughly. Um, again, sadly, he is also no longer on this earth, uh, which makes me sad in that, uh, you know, we have to make do with what he's produced, uh, you know, up until now without any hope of, of any new stuff. Um, but luckily he did produce, um, a whole lot of stuff, um, that we do get to enjoy, um, sort of time and time again. Um, so those are those two. Um, I am getting closer to home, so, uh, might need to wrap this up here, um, before too terribly long. Um, if I'm rattling off authors that I enjoy, um, whose works I highly, uh, highly rank and recommend, um, the list would not be complete, uh, without Robert Heinlein. Um, Primarily a science fiction writer, um, winner of numerous Hugo Nebula awards. Um, if the name doesn't ring a bell, um, you are probably at least somewhat familiar um, with some of the titles. Uh, Starship Troopers is a big one, um, and to which I will point out the the movie. Uh, from the 90s is not anywhere near as good as the book. Uh, please don't use that as your benchmark. Uh, um, Starship Troopers, um, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress is a fantastic uh, book um, about uh, people living on the moon. Uh, we went to the moon, we colonized the moon. Um, folks are living up there. Um, and it's an extension of, you know, the earth and they want independence and how they, they fight, um, for said independence. Uh, it's a very, very excellent, uh, novel there. Um, Stranger in a Strange Land is probably also one of the, the more popular, uh, novels that I'm not going to try, uh, to encapsulate, um, you should just go out and find uh, Stranger in a Strange Land uh, and, and read that or, or listen to the audiobook or, or what have you. Um, again, very, very highly recommended by me. Um, he is one of the few authors that I have made it my mission to basically read everything he's ever written. Um, and for the most part, I have not been disappointed. Um, it's, it's all generally good stuff. I mean, some is better than others. The, 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 the ones I just mentioned to me are, are sort of, uh, you know, cream of the crop. Um, start with those. Um, but he wrote uh, dozens of books. Um, some of them, uh, there's, there's a whole sort of shelf's worth uh, that they refer to as Heinlein's juveniles. Um, and if you're ever looking into Mr. Heinlein and you are put off by that name, um, 
don't let that be a thing. They're not actually kids' books. Um, I think it's before they sort of coined the young adult moniker uh, for books. They are excellent stories with fantastic plots and characters. Uh, there's just less cursing and not as much uh, sex and violence as there are in his other books. Um, for a long time there, I was like, oh, I'm not going to read those. Those are kids' stories. No, they're actually very good tales. Um, Well-constructed, excellently plotted, like I said, depth of character, etc. There's just less swearing and, and sex and violence, um, which is a fine thing, um, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, check, check, check him out. Um, good stuff there. Um, I'm getting close to home, so I'm going to wrap this up. There are actually, you know, a couple, two, three more, more names on the list that I'm not going to be able to get to and do justice to. Uh, so I'm not going to try to just cram it all in. Um, I will go ahead and say that, you know, as I'm telling this, you know, little story, um, I want to make it clear that yes, I do realize that every single person that I just rattled off, those are all men. Um, and it's not intended, uh, to be exclusionary, uh, or sexist. Um, because that's not what that is. Um, it's not like when I go looking for something to read, I'm actively selecting, oh, let me find a male author to read. That's, that's not the case. Um, I tend to read science fiction, um, and fantasy, uh, which for many decades have been dominated by male voices, um, which is unfortunate, and I'm happy that, you know, as time goes by and we progress, uh, as humans, uh, we find, um, find ourselves being more inclusive, uh, and seeking out, uh, you know, other voices and, and asking them to tell their stories, um, and it's not that I haven't, you know, read uh, you know, books by women or, or that I've avoided it. It's just, if I'm putting together, you know, a top 10 list or, or top, whatever number this is, it happens that they're all men. It's not specific. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunate, but, um, it's not intended to be inherently sexist by me, I guess. Um, you know, if I were to ask you to name your five favorite presidents, um, they're all going to be dudes. Um, doesn't make you a sexist. Um, it means that we've grown up in a land where for a long time the, the ladies were left out. Um, and I think that we should all, you know, work to fix that, but doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, everybody through all time, uh, was sexist. Um, to put us there. Um, so, um, like I said, as I'm, you know, pulling into my parking spot here, um, it occurred to me that it is a very male dominated list. Um, and being somewhat sensitive to such things, I wanted to call that out and make it clear 
that that is not my intention um, to exclude uh, you know female voices um, I'm also you know, I'm also fairly certain that uh, you know everybody I just re referred to are all not just dudes but white dudes um, and again not not intentionally racist uh, as anyone who knows me can be pretty sure and attest to uh, that's just how that list works out so before I continue rambling too much further and end up digging myself further into a ditch um, I hope you enjoyed the podcast uh, if you get a chance to check out any of the folks that I just mentioned uh, I encourage you to do so um, I'm sorry for my voice um, and that's it. 